You ask, we answer. Welcome to Can This Marriage Be Saved, where we go up against common relationship problems and help you determine if this relationship should stay or go. Hi there. Welcome back for another episode. I'm Rivka Slacken. I'm Slacken. Welcome to the Marriage Restoration Project YouTube channel. Today, you're going to learn four ways you can get your unwilling spouse to come with you to counseling. No doubt you want to work on the relationship. That's why you're here. And it's been really frustrating that your spouse is not really on board with you. And there's often or usually a dragger and a draggy. So it's normal. But some cases you have a spouse that's really kind of checked out or really disinterested or reluctant. And for a variety of reasons, you know, things have been bad so long. You may have tried counseling or they may have beg you to come to counseling for years and now you're finally want to go and they're like too little too late so you know it's complicated and every situation is different but the first thing to know is don't offer any ultimatums don't pressure don't say if you don't go to counseling i'm going to take the children or you know if if you don't get help uh i'm gonna leave I'm gonna, well they want to leave <laughs> they don't want to leave don't pressure um yeah, don't pressure. Yeah, you could say that too. Don't pressure. Um, because if you pressure, then it's probably going to go the other way and be less less willing to go. Yeah, it's not attractive, I guess, to have somebody pressuring, nagging, you know, being almost so desperate that they have to have this happen and the person has to do something. It's it's almost repelling. So it's hard to it's hard to resist doing that because you really want to work on things and make things better, but it's actually going to repel rather than bring bring him on board or her on board so that's step number one is don't pressure step number two is taking ownership for your role so this can be in a few different ways number one it can just be in general when you ask for the counseling say look i would like to work on our relationship i know that i have not been the best husband or best wife i'd like to be a better spouse um, and i'd like to learn that together with you so getting them to join with you as opposed to Putting the blame on them. Yeah, it's so much less threatening. It's, it's you know, it, it's so much less threatening to use I statements. And even though you may not want to say, I know I've been not the best spouse to you because they're equally to blame, but it still or, or shows. Or you think that they're really the one. That they're at fault. Yeah. Well, it shows that you're willing to take ownership for your piece. Right, and that's that's a little bit safer. So it's like, okay, like, so you're not just bringing me to therapy to change me. And I think for a lot of men, it's... Uh, Men in general don't like to share their feelings. They don't like to go to therapy. It's you know women are much better at in general, uh, and so there's already that fear. And then coming to therapy, it's you know it's going to be on your this is your your turf. So people are reluctant as is. So if you feel like you're coming to change them and fix them, forget it. So the more that you can take ownership, the better. Hmm. But that still may not work, unfortunately. Um, so sometimes what you have to do is step number three is to come from a different vantage point, not about the relationship, not about you, not about them, but more about, well, the children or just closure. And what that means is as follows. So if you have children, you're always going to be in a relationship, even if the marriage ends. So it's really important that forget about, you could say like, let's work on this to see if we can save it for our kids sake. But even, even if they're beyond that. Let's work on this because we need to be good parents together. We need to be able to communicate. We don't want, this is going to be hard enough for our kids. We don't want to make it even worse. And hopefully if they can come in the door through that way, maybe they'll have a reawakening of their heart. They want to get back together and stay together. Yeah, it's co-parenting. So you can stress to them that, you know, I really want to learn co-parenting. 
for the sake of the kids. So they're not put in the middle of things. As an adult child of divorce, I can say I was a ping pong ball used as a weapon many, many times between the parents. And so it's important for the parents to learn how to co-parent effectively in a way that doesn't damage the kids even more so. And, and added to that is also another, uh, I think, you know, like co-parenting, another popular thing today is conscious uncoupling that for the sake of closure, meaning this is not a, this is not a trick to get them in, but to say, look, I know you don't want to be part of this relationship anymore, and you know I'm not going to force you, but I want to, like, for the sake of our relationship, for the sake of all of our years together, if we could go to something just to get closure, to clarity, so we can leave, and we, I don't want to resent you, I don't want you living rent-free in my mind, about, and then hating you the rest of my life, you know, I want us to be able to go forward and, and have a healthy relationship with someone else, but if you would just come, just for the sake of closure, and... Through that process, learning about the relationship, understanding how relationships work and how leaving the relationship isn't necessarily going to make it better, probably wind up having the same problems with someone else or maybe even worse. Because we bring ourselves into yeah. every relationship that we enter. So we're bringing all of our baggage plus the baggage of the relationship that didn't work into a new relationship. Right. So that in that way, maybe they'll be willing to, to come, have an open mind. And then you'll see that sometimes people realize, you know what, I might as well stay with what I have and work on it then move mm-hmm. on to something else and have it you know, the unknown. Hmm. So that's number three. So number three is asking for them to come for clarity, closure, co-parenting, the three C's. That's That's pretty good. (laughs) And number four is finally, if, you know, if you can't, you know, obviously you can't ask them nicely. They don't want to listen. If they don't, if you, if you take ownership and they still don't want to do to help you be a better spouse and they still, number three, don't want to be there to co-parent or, or, or closure, have closure with you. The, the last thing you can do is not pressure them, but the 180. And what that means is, okay, leave them alone. Give them space. It's um, almost like completely playing hard to get in a way, right? Yeah, and it's interesting because I've had couples call me and they say, you know, my spouse is an interested. And I said, you know, why don't you try this? Just don't, you know, don't, don't, don't need them. Don't be, you know, they see you crying all the time. And I mean, obviously you're upset and you have a right to be upset. And it's a horrible situation, but... If they see you needy and they see you needing them, please, 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 I'm begging you. That can be unattractive to many people and can lead them to just continue on. And even people who are actively having an affair, which is an extremely hard thing to get get someone out of, sometimes when the spouse, the other spouse who's not cheating, um, just says, you know what, I don't need you. Like, if you want to, like, you know I, I love you and want you to stay, but like, you can do whatever you want. Don't call them. Don't beg them. Just, like, do your own thing. Show that you're a strong person. So that you can live without them, then all of a sudden they become intrigued, like, huh, I'm wondering what, what, what are they up to? Why are they? Yeah, and you don't have to tell them this is what you're doing. It could just be very subtle. Just change your behavior, just completely 180, flip exactly the opposite of what you've been doing until now, flip it on its head, do the 180. Yeah, and just let, and try to let go. And then that, and I always say, yes, there's always a risk because they're like, yeah, but like, do I need to beg them? If I don't beg them, if I just show like I don't care, then they'll just leave. That's that's true. But on the other hand, if you don't, if you beg them, they they also might leave. So the other thing, along with the one eighty, is also to work on yourself. Um, even if you don't do the complete one eighty, but just even just focus on yourself. What can I do to work on myself to be a better spouse? I don't know if they're ever going to come to counseling. I don't know if they're ever going to get help. I don't know if they want to stay together. But I'm going to be the best spouse I possibly can be. And what we find is that the problems that happen are it's not one person or the other; it's the dynamic. So. When I change in the relationship, then that has a ripple effect and my spouse changes because I'm not pushing their buttons the same way that I did before. 
So obviously therapy can help you understand what the buttons are that you're pushing, but you can get a good idea of what are you doing to annoy your spouse? What are you doing that you can work on and change? And the more that you can do that, your spouse sees a new, new, new spouse, a new partner, then all of a sudden, I want to be a part of that. That's, that's a relationship I do want. That's a neat opportunity. If your spouse doesn't want to come on board, why not take the opportunity to really learn more about yourself, empower yourself to be a more fully whole and vibrant person, healing some old wounds and being present, I guess, showing up in a, in a new way in your relationship. Yeah, and not pushing their buttons. And then they'll see that you're more attractive to live with. So those were the four ways that you can help bring your partner back on board with you to hopefully go to counseling that will work to help your relationship. So we hope you enjoyed watching. Please comment below if anything stood out to you, rubbed you the wrong way, an aha moment you had. Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Be sure to like and comment and hit the bell notification so you get notified the next time we publish a video on the Marriage Restoration Project channel. Um, and also, we're going to include a link for our free 60-second plan for a happy and healthy marriage. Things you can do in 60, sorry, not 60 minutes, 60, 60 seconds, seconds, 60 seconds, 60 seconds, 60 seconds, what you can do to dramatically shift your relationship. It works. We did it 20 years ago, and we'd love to share it with you. It's what saved our own marriage. So we look forward to seeing you again over on our next video episode. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed listening to today's topic. We'll be back again to focus on another topic that is sure to help you with your marriage. For any questions or concerns, please email us at info at the with best wishes for your relationship success.